shorty shaming. That's the worst. <laughs> There's nothing worse. It's even this... worse than fat shaming. It's Jordy shaming. <laughs> it's shaming Jordy for existing and being a person. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Jordy. <laughs> Welcome to the Practice Makes Podcast podcast, where we talk about relatable subjects from everyday life. I'm your co-host, Tyler Kingsbury. And I'm your co-host, Jordy Wofford. The Practice Makes Podcast podcast was created to discuss everyday topics that you may or may not give a shit about. But odds are you clicked on this one because you're interested in whatever the title is. So stay tuned. Um, just to get it, you know, get into it a little bit. Dip our toes. Yeah, dip our toes. Live from, wait, what kind of embassy? An Ecuadorian embassy. Ecuadorian embassy, okay. Live from an, wait, that might have been too loud. Live from an Ecuadorian embassy, I'm your host, Tyler Kingsbury, and with me as always is my co-host, Jordy Wofford. Today we will be talking about weight loss. <laughs> yes, I think this will be a very relevant subject to talk about because it is officially New Year's Day, <laughs> and stereotypically people tend to make the resolution that they will lose weight, and I, as a fat guy who wishes to lose weight, would like to have some insight from my friend Tyler on what exactly one should do in order to accomplish that. Yeah, we might as well do an episode on weight loss, um, even though the last episode that just posted the day before New Year's um, was about not making weight loss your goal. Because <laughs> I like to contradict myself because I don't actually have any solid opinions. I am always willing to be swayed one way or another. Well, at least you're upfront about that. But you know what? There's always going to be people who feel one way and people who feel another way. And so we might as well do an episode for each school of thought or each yeah. camp i am a people I pleaser to... after all <laughs> i happen to know which camp that i'm in i'm a fat guy i can't fit into any of my clothes anymore and i would like to because a lot of my give up on myself pants are starting to rip <laughs> and i'm running out of clothes so i need your help tyler <laughs> um so if you're none of your i just have a quick question if none of your clothes fit you then what are you wearing I'm wearing pajamas. I'm wearing um, anything with like stretchy um, waists. That's what I go for. I bought some maternity pants the other day. No, you did not. And they're starting to give. <laughs> no, I went to Walmart and I bought like some really cheap, like large pants for $20. And they lasted me for like a good, uh, a good year and a half. But, you know, it's Walmart. So they're starting to terror and. And uh, the other day, I literally was bending over, and the pants ripped. So that was when I kind of had the wake-up call that I really need to wait instead of just true. running from the problem. Yes, it is true. I swear to God. Instead of just running from the problem, I needed to confront my demons and lose some weight. All right. So I'm hoping. Well, I mean, to give people some context, 
like you're a trainer or what are, what are your credentials? How do we know we can trust you? <laughs> How do we know you're just not another swindler, a snake oil salesman? <laughs> yeah, I am a certified um, personal trainer, which means that I have a lot of interest in exercise and um, borderline obsessive uh, weight loss goals throughout my younger years. Um, so, yeah, I've been through the, the ringer on it. Tried it all. Uh, and I've worked with other people that have gone through different uh, situations where maybe they took medication that wasn't helping um, for their weight loss goals. <clears throat> they had hormonal stuff going on. Uh, there are different ages, different body types, stuff like that. Too. That's my... how, long have you, how long have you worked in fitness and health and in general? Uh, officially, I've worked consistently for the last four years, um, but I've been doing it for a little bit longer than that, maybe five or six, but working closely with a lot of clients weekly, four years. All right, so I guess my first question as the fat guy who wants to lose weight is, <laughs> do I need to exercise or is it purely about my diet? Where, where do I start? <laughs> my first question then for you is, what is your aversion to exercising? Um, time, I'm bad at managing time. I can't, I have trouble consistently, uh, making time to go out and go to the gym, like to displace myself and yeah, be in a place where I'm just concentrating on that. Whereas, you know, I could be doing any other number of things like reading or hanging out with friends or eating. <laughs> so yeah, I would say it's mostly a time management thing. Mm -hmm. So that would be your barrier then to exercising is that you feel like you can't, you won't make the time, or that you don't have the time. I feel like I won't make the time. I feel like if I have the free time to either exercise or do some other free activity, I will choose the other activity. <laughs> what are the two activities like what is the other activity usually uh it'll be like researching things that just interest me like maybe reading articles uh or re catching up with the news or just spending time with uh you know friends mm -hmm. so then that's your like more of your happy place is kind of being researching something or um, spending time with friends. Yeah, I feel like it's a chore to go to the gym. Understandable. Um, so then here's what I have for you specifically is that um, you can have the your cue to action. So making a cue to exercise. Uh, has to do with something that you're already doing in your life. So maybe your cue to exercise is that when you want to go research something or if you want to go hang out with friends. 
So then before you get to do that, you first have to do a little exercise and it doesn't have to be anything crazy or big. And it really doesn't even have to be that you go all the way to the gym, especially because you mentioned that your gym is really far away. It could just be something that you do at home. So uh, maybe a video online or we can put together some fun exercises or you can get like a kettlebell um, or some weights or something. I really like kettlebells. They have a lot of fun things or some bands, things that you could do at home or go for a walk around the neighborhood. Uh, so that's my first uh, answer to that, just based on what you've told me. And then to answer your first question, um, do you have to exercise for weight loss? Um, it really does help because when you are burning more calories, then you're potentially um, losing weight uh, if you're still consuming the same amount of calories, but you're burning more at the gym, then that's going to help uh, your weight loss. And then also building muscle burns more calories when you're at rest. So that's going to help with weight loss. Also, exercising um, in general improves your mood and your brain chemistry. So you're more likely to want to commit to goals and plans and things like that because you're living in a healthy mindset. Um, and then you mentioned that you, your issue, another issue for you is like focusing on that thing and consistency. And I think if you can overcome that barrier by being more consistent for yourself and being able to focus on um, this thing that you tend to not want to focus on, then you can kind of break through that habit of um, not wanting to eat healthy, uh, not moving around enough. So I think that'd be a good goal for you. Uh, let's say that I was exercising every day, though, and I was eating still poorly i was going to mcdonald's every day am i still going to lose the weight or you probably won't lose actual pounds um but you'll probably tone up your body uh, your brain will be healthier you'll be healthier um throughout you know your internal world <laughs> inside of your body you'll be healthier and i think um, making the decision to exercise is like, is a really healthy thing to do for yourself. So the more that you can commit to that, the more likely you are to commit to other things that are going to help you along that road. So no, don't eat McDonald's every day. I would say Oh. <laughs> obviously hey, but McDonald's every day will help me lose weight <laughs> insane <laughs> okay well you're talking you were talking earlier about like associating my exercising habits with such and such thing if I prefer you know doing research on current events then I should tell myself that I need to do exercise before I can do that one thing that a lot of people do, one thing that I've been, you know, I've done is say, I need a gym buddy or I need a weight loss buddy. I need someone to do this with me, mm -hmm. like, because it makes it easier. Is that in your mind a healthy thing or does that create a sense of codependency? Should we be able to, should the motivation come from within or does having a, 
you know, that, that motivation coming from another person, is that a good thing? The idea that you mentioned was needing someone to get you to the gym. Um, so I can see how you would think that that might cause you to have some like codependency to that person and maybe blame them when you don't go because they are like your source of inspiration. So I think, um, it's great to have an accountability buddy. I always prefer to go to the gym when someone else is there and it definitely helps me get there, especially if it's like early morning or after work, some that time when you just don't want to go, then it's really helpful to have someone meeting you there. And then ideally you want to pick someone that is committed and will inspire you. And um, rather than someone that's that you're going to have to drag up along with you, especially if you're already having issues getting to the gym and making goals like this. I don't think that it's a codependency. There's an issue of codependency. The only um, thing I would be worried about is, is um, depending on someone to get you there and like having it be their fault if you don't. And then also picking someone that isn't, is going to, you know, fail you in the end. Yeah, I I know, I don't know if this is the same thing, but one of my biggest motivations to do a good job at work is to not let my coworkers down. Mm. So I, I try and give 100% and make sure I'm always consistent because I don't want to create a harder situation for them. So maybe having a gym buddy or accountability buddy, is that the term yeah. you use? but I mean I think it could be it it certainly did me good in the past when I was working out regularly I had my two friends that were always you know sending me messages like reminding me that we had to go the next day so I it helped me personally but I don't know I was just wondering if maybe for some people it's not a good way to go about things oh no some people don't want to have to worry about meeting someone or or have to make new friends (laughs) I only know that because that's what one of my clients told me once I was like oh you guys would be so good you could like meet each other at the gym and she's like no I don't want any new friends (laughs) (laughs) oh wow (laughs) that would just be one more person I have to worry about responding to on my phone and (laughs) well at least they're honest yeah I thought that was so funny uh, sometimes I did like going to the gym and just being by myself and in my little bubble but I will admit I never pushed myself as hard when I was working out alone as when my friends were there like laughing at me because oh you only put one plate on the bar <laughs> yeah oh classes are great those that's accountability like you have to find one that you like though because they can be the teachers can be boring or um, whatever they're doing doesn't really interest you. So finding a class could be like a, an accountability thing. You could meet people there too and they could become your accountability buddy. <laughs> accountability buddy. <laughs> the day. Okay. Uh, what's my other question? Is setting a weight loss goal healthy or unhealthy? Is, is it right to say I want to lose X amount of weight by the end of the month? Or after three months or is that the wrong way to look at it 
Yeah, this is a touchy subject for me. <laughs> Let's see. What is the right answer um, as a fitness professional? Um, so to go into like my training, your goals should be these five things. So the how I've been trained is that they're called SMART goals. So the S stands for specific the M stands for measurable, the A stands for attainable, the R stands for realistic, and the T stands for timely. As long as your goal falls into all five of these, then you're on the right track. Specific would be an exact weight. Um, measurable would be, you know, so say you want to weigh 170 that would be a specific weight measurable would be that that would be that you lose 25 pounds um attainable would mean is this possible for my body type like first of all yes the number is specific the amount is measurable but am i capable of being this weight you know like is, it is this attainable? Is it healthy? Yeah. Is it the weight I was in high school and now I'm 40 and that's just like, I'm just going to end up disappointed. <laughs> so that's a, that's a harder, more deep question that you have to ask yourself. Is it attainable? So 25 pounds in three months, is that attainable? That's what you're asking. So if you're saying like a hundred pounds in one month, that would be no. <laughs> 25 pounds in three months, maybe. Um, and then the realist, realistic portion of it um, is, is it realistic for you? So physically, okay, 25 pounds in three months, that's possible. Realistically, though, are you 6'5", already really muscular? Is this a realistic goal based on your height and your history? You know, have you been on the couch for the last 10, 20 years and suddenly you're going to jump up and lose 25 pounds in three months? That might not be as realistic as it could be for someone that's maybe just had an injury for the last three months and before that they were athletic you know so that's where you're looking at the realistic part of it and then the timely that's when you make that time goal where you're saying this is going to happen in three months so the reason for making goals like this is so that you have something in your your sights that you can focus on so that's where that's my training on the topic of weight loss and making that a goal so based on that, my personal experience is that the goal that you make needs to be something other than weight loss, especially a specific number on the scale, because it's just it's very arbitrary. And a lot of the time what it seems like is somebody is just making they're picking a weight, the one the weight that they were when they were happiest or the weight that they think they should be because it's in the middle of their BMI or closer to the bottom or closer to the top, whatever they feel like they should be at. And it's just this arbitrary number. Um, a lot of disappointment can come with that, especially um, when you're also building muscle because you're going to muscle weighs a lot more than fat. So you can be in great shape, you can be way more fit than you were and still be incredibly disappointed because you're not meeting this number, this just random number that you've picked out of the air based on loosely based ideas that you have on what it should be. I would say it's not a healthy goal to pick a number. 
something that I've really enjoyed for my goal is to do a triathlon. What's a triathlon for people who might not know? Myself and Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, running, biking, and swimming grouped together in one event. So I said, holy geez. <laughs> so usually you do the swim first, and then you bike, and then you run. And the one that I'm doing is reverse order, so I might drown. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's different levels that you can do. So there's like a sprint. The specific one that I'm doing is a 5K, which is about three miles. And then the bike is 12.5 miles. And then the swim is 300 meters. So it's actually pretty small and, and attainable for someone like me. And then they get bigger and bigger. They end up, it's like 10K, 25-mile bike ride, 600 meters, and then it just grows and grows and grows until um, you can do full-on Ironmans, which are a marathon, like a full cycling 50K or something like that, and then swimming like three miles. Some I don't even know what it is. It's just insane what have, some people can accomplish. <laughs> have you seen that weird sport where they're – running like on they're doing like cross-country skiing and then they they stop in the middle of it and they pick up a rifle and they shoot at like a target oh my god yeah that is the weirdest shit i've ever seen what is that oh i saw it one time i was like i was at my friend's house and we were watching the tv and it was a sporting event in slovakia and they were like hans Lenos has set a new record this year and he is going so fast oh and now he picks up the rifle and he shoots oh <laughs> ausgezeichnet yeah das war wunderschön and i was just so confused but i was intrigued at the same time yeah it's so i don't know what that thing is called uh, it looks like it's called a biathlon Biathlon? I would have called it cross-country shooting or something. Or biathlon. Biathlon, not biathlon, but biathlon. Why is biathlon a sport? Winter sport combining cross-country skiing with rifle marksmanship. The sport is rooted in the skiing traditions of Scandinavia, where early inhabitants revered the Norse god. What? As both the ski god and the hunting god? No way. Who wrote this? Britannica? Is this true? Yeah, it was crazy. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, wow, why do I speak German? Like, how do I even know what they're saying? Because <laughs> I sure don't know what you're saying. This uh, Winter Olympics program as an official, they, it was added as, to the Winter Olympics program as an official men's event in 1960. Why have I never seen it before, like, recently? So it's called biathlon. Biathlon. Like, no A. Biathlon. Biathlon means bi, bi means two. Athlon, what does that mean? Also, I'm annoyed with myself because I've been talking for so long. That was the point of the episode. To annoy myself? No, to talk. To talk. What? does athlon mean oh triathlon too it's not triathlon it's triathlon it means it's a hold on wait (laughs) our mind is about to be blown (laughs) it means contest (laughs) 
Oh, Athlon? So a double, it means a double contest? I guess, yeah. A double contest. <laughs> Wait, but bi just means two, so two contests, three contests. Two contests. One <laughs> is for cross-country skiing, the other is for shooting. <laughs> it's for shooting. <laughs> what, it's what weird. does bi mean? Oh, of course, bisexual is the only thing that came up. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Twice or two. Okay, so two is correct. So I think I should just bring this up because it's New Year's. And obviously, the stereotype is that when people make their New Year's resolutions, they want to lose weight. Uh, they want to start off the new year with good uh, habits and shaving off a few pounds. Is that, in your mind, a healthy and attainable thing? Or should people not be concerned with the calendar date when they decide when it's time to lose weight? I think that the issue with using the new year to make the goal is that you're waiting for inspiration to to get you moving and that's not going to continue to happen so you have to find ways to continue to do the thing whatever it is that you need to do to attain your goals i think that the new year is a great opportunity to reevaluate where you are in your life and decide what you want to change to decide what you want to work on for the year. I'm always making goals and it's something that really keeps me happy knowing that I'm working towards something, that I'm working on myself. So I think that it's a great idea. Just know that the inspiration isn't always going to be there. So you have to find other ways you're going to have to depend on sometimes your own motivation sometimes friends accountabilities you're also going to have to depend on what kind of environment you've created in your home and at work like bringing healthy food to work not eating candy things like that (laughs) definitely guilty of that not bringing healthy food yeah i go to subway way too much Subway was they they pitched that as like the healthy place to go, you know, with Jared and all yeah. that. The fallen, the now fallen Jared, but now it's like I go there and I buy like a a cheesesteak sandwich and I come back into work and all my coworkers are making fun of me. They're like, "Oh my god, you're so unhealthy," <laughs> and you're spending so much money. And I just they shame me. Ugh, Jordy shaming. That's the worst. <laughs> There's nothing worse. It's even this... worse than fat shaming. It's Jordy shaming. It's shaming Jordy for existing and being a person. Hashtag cancel Jordy. <laughs> well, I guess my last question is Am I going to pull it off? Am I going to lose the weight? Or am I going to be a, a fatty forever? It sounds like you're really not happy with. The way that your health is right now. No, I'm really bad. So you have a lot of motivation there. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like what you you already kind of know what you need to do. You need and want to find an accountability, and hopefully that's someone that is com- more committed than you are, or at least 
on the same level, not someone that you have to also convince and inspire. You have some ideas for goals that you want to make. You know that you need to eat healthier. You you know that exercise would be good for you. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be a blimp. I, I don't want to be a parade float at the Thanksgiving, the Macy's Thanksgiving parade in New York next year. <laughs> I don't want to finish like the Hindenburg. <laughs> well, thank you for your insight and for giving me some perspective on how I can stop being a fatty. <laughs> you know, I hope for all of our listeners out there, you know, like we said last episode, you don't have to, you know, be obsessed with what the scale says, but if you'd like to lose a few pounds, I hope we gave you some good pointers here tonight. And uh, maybe going into the new year, you, you all can be my accountability buddies. <laughs> I just have one more thing to touch on. What's that? The reason why making a goal or a few goals that are unrelated to weight loss, I think, is that it can go deeper to actually keep you committed. So if your goal is something fun that you're interested in, like in my case, doing a triathlon or running a 5K or uh, getting better at dancing, or going outside more or going on more hikes or spending more time outside with your dog or whatever that goal is that that is active or eating healthier maybe a goal could be you want to cook more you want to learn new recipes or things like that those kind of goals are ones that are going to stick with you longer that you're actually going to commit to because it's fun or it's something that you are already interested in rather than just feeling like torture, like, oh, I have to exercise because I'm supposed to. I really do think um, finding a goal that is more interesting but maybe active is a better way to go about it. Uh, so having a specific goal is important, not just having the weight loss be a mean, an end to itself. Right. So, yeah, on a general level, yeah. You say yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. I consent. Do you consent? <laughs> I consent. So, um, do you have any paper around? Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and be sure to subscribe or follow or whatever, no pressure. And if you'd like to support the show, feel free to click the support this podcast button or follow the link in the show notes. Another way to support us is to send a message to Facebook at Practice Makes Podcast or on Instagram at PMP Pod to suggest a topic for the show. Also, all these links can be found in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.